Welcome, listeners. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast. My name is Brandon Holland. I'm your host, BW Holland32 on social media. And a very special episode planned for you today. Um, but first is the fee. And the fee is that if you get something of value from this podcast, please just share it with somebody, at least one person. Uh, encourage them to share it with somebody. Uh, we don't run ads. We don't plan on running ads. And uh, we're just trying to grow this thing organically. And um, we have a very special guest today, uh, Mr. Lee Wheeler from ECU, East Carolina University, joining us. Lee, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brandon. How are you? I am great. I'm great. You doing all right this morning? I am. I am. I'm a little stressed as the beginning of the semesters, I think, stress students and and faculty and staff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you are, what, what classes are you teaching uh, this semester? I teach a class called Strategy First in the Leadership and Professional Development Program, which is inside of the College of Business, okay. which is also part of management. Gotcha. Okay. And it's a, it's a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to do the KISS method. Okay. Hey, it works every time. <laughs> um, before we jump into uh, into some of the details in the conversation, um, for our listeners, why don't you give us just a little bit of your uh, background and sort of how you got into teaching at ECU, and we'll uh, jump into the conversation after that. Okay. Um, I was never going to be a teacher. That was <laughs> not on the radar. Never on the radar. Um. I grew up in Newburn, North Carolina. I still live here. However, it took about 25 years to figure out what it would look like to be a teacher. Okay. So as it happened, I, uh, I left Bank of America as one of their executives and, and they said, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know, but I know what I'm not going to do. Yeah. And that's okay. Sometimes figuring out, figuring out what not to do is just as important as figuring out what to do. And somebody approached me one day and says, why don't you teach? I said, nah, that's not, that's not a thing. Not for me. <laughs> and, uh, as it so happened, um, you know, somebody said, just try one class. It's kind of like being, and you're looking to go into trade school and go, well, let me try one welding class yeah. or you know, one thing. And so I tried it and I was like, wow, that's, it wasn't that bad. It was scary as someone who never taught. But uh, that's essentially how it's, the wheel started for me. Okay. Um, and how, how, how long have you been teaching so far? It was in 2010. Okay. And I got that one class. And I was so thankful that the department chair said, if you don't like it, don't do it. If you like it, continue. She said, but you're doing an amazing job. Okay. Which I didn't, I didn't understand why. Because I had no reviews, no feedback uh-huh. but going to a job where nobody says anything to you about you I was like well that was kind of cool 
Right. Yeah. 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 That's so, not really the way we teach it, but yeah, of course. Um, so as far as your, your class goes, so, you, uh, you're more focused on the leadership side. Um, when somebody, you know, a freshman in college comes to you and says that, you know, they want to be in leadership or they take your class, what, what are some of the, the foundations that, that are uh, super important um, that they start to grasp at that, at that level? Well, there are four things that we as the College of Business at ECU that we focus on. Think, value, communicate, and lead. Now, not everybody is a leader, and that's okay. Yes. But think, the think part is think critically and holistically. Communicate with strong skills. The, the other parts, the leadership part, you're not born a leader in my mind. It, you develop it, and we've all had kids on the playground that said, you know, whatever, you just somehow you figured out that there was a leader yeah. and they didn't even mean to be the leader, but you followed them. And that's kind of how you figure out, you know, in the very beginning stages of leadership, um, you can study leadership, but I still think there's a part of it that it's just life experience. Yeah. And so the, we also have something called EDGE, E-D-G-E at ECU, at least in the College of Business. It's about ethics, diversity, globalization, and environment. Wow. Okay. That's what EDGE stands for. So we, we teach that. Um, we are trying to become a much more diverse university and that's a part of our mission at ECU. Okay. I, I love that. That's, that's incredible. Um, and it's really cool that you get to be a part of something like that. Um, so you, um, do you get to, uh, do your students get to keep up with you when they've, when they've kind of graduated and gone on and become, uh, you know, business folks or leaders and stuff like that? Like what are some of the success stories that you've seen? Um, I'm very thankful because there are certain students that keep up with me. Yeah. They all have my cell phone and I love it when they keep up with me. So I'm going to give you a quick story. One of my, he's not a current student, but he's still at ECU. He owns two car dealerships, one in little Washington, one in Greenville. And he called me one day and said, Hey, I'm looking for a marketing idea. We just gave away a car not too long ago. I was like, well, that's cool. How did you, how did you promote it? I mean, what'd you do on social media? Because we teach so many different areas, accounting, marketing, finance, you name it, social media. And he says, well, I, I don't, he didn't, he said he didn't do a whole bunch. So I said, how about this? So this was an offer to a current student at ECU. I said, let's blow this up, put it on social media. You and I will skydive and announce the winner of your next car. Wow. And I said, 
it's up to you because you got to blow this up, man. You, I said, you have to do this. Yeah. And I said, I'm scared. You should be scared. But I said, if we're skydiving together and we show the name of the winner of the new car, this could be nationwide. And uh, so that's just like a, an example of some of the conversations I keep up with some of my students. Yeah, man, that's in, that's incredible. Wow. I, you could join. You could join. Uh, skydiving is on my bucket list. And yeah, so I is mine. certainly join you on that one. <laughs> I don't think my wife will let me, but <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> it's like, man, I've never done it. So I said, man, if you're going to give away a car, let's do it big. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but I do believe that social media plays a huge part in marketing, depending on what your business model is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, you know, one of, you know, majority of it is, is free and, and it's just, you can use it to your advantage of free advertising. Yeah. Um, so when, um, so what are some of the, um, the, the things that sort of differentiate the folks who end up becoming good leaders and the folks who just maybe don't end up becoming leaders. Um, what are some of those distinguishing like characteristics that, that leaders need? To me, I believe it starts with um, when you start your morning, don't look at your email. Focus on you first. Get your mind right. That email is still going to be there. Yeah. But most people wake up, they look at their phone, um, and maybe they Facebook or whatever they might do. But if you start your day thinking about focusing on you and how you will be effective during the day, that other stuff will follow. Yeah. The other thing, which is something that it was taught to me was eat the frog. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll take that a little bit further. All right. I, I need you to leave me there. <laughs> I, uh, I had a really strong leader that I worked for once and she gave me a book called eat the frog. I'm not sure where the book is. I have no clue. I have no idea. Yeah. But the premise and the point is do the hardest thing first. If you eat a frog first thing in the morning, the rest of the day is downhill. So do the hardest things first, tackle the things. So that's why I say, don't look at email because those are easy. You know, start mm -hmm. your day responding to email. And then all of a sudden you spent whatever time you've spent just responding, getting back, whatnot. Yeah. But if you tackle the one thing that you know that you need to do today, let's do that. Do that first. And a lot of us, including myself, I mean, I'm not perfect at all. Never was. Do the hardest thing first. And then it just makes the rest of your day a little easier. But I think those are the things that leaders do is they get up and think about what's the hard thing I got to do today. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, those things end up not being as bad as we thought they would be. 
and not taking as much time as we thought they would. Um, but I'm a huge believer in, um, you know, having that, you know, a success mentality for your morning routine. Um, you know, I believe in, you know, first 30 minutes, I don't touch my phone. And, you know, because we're, we're constantly consuming and, you know, we're constantly consuming information and, you know, things that are uh, emails and social media and whatever. Um, and it's just it's always it's going to be there. Like you, you're right. not going to miss anything. Um, so, you know, protecting, you know, what you're what you're doing first thing in the morning, I think is, is fantastic. Um, you know, me personally, I like to work out first thing in the morning and, you know, my gym is, is 30 minutes away. And if I don't wake up at four 30, I can't work out. Um, so I, you know, I get up, get ready, get to the gym and I have this whole routine. And, you know, by the time I get to work, I'm fresh. I'm typically, you know, not, too tired and you know I'm motivated to kind of keep the day going um and it's you know workouts are difficult and you know I don't I don't necessarily like running on the treadmill or you know sitting in the steam room and all that but the feeling when you're done is kind of you know what what I look forward to the most well I do believe that it creates a lot of focus and a lot of clarity at least it does for me mentally. Mm -hmm. And the clarity piece of it is really important because sometimes I'm not clear during the day. Maybe I didn't work out. Sometimes I'm really focused like a laser. And those are the days that uh, I get up. I can't get up at four 30, but I do wake up at five cause I have three little kids that I'm caring for yeah. and, uh, and in foster care. So, I, you know, our days, my day is a little different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My, my children, my children are 30, 24. So having a two year old, seven year old and 10 year old in the house, oh, yeah. feet powdering everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> now. So, you know, from a, from a practitioner standpoint, you know, I see, um, professors that, that do what you do as far as um, they're in the business of, of developing leaders um, and helping create leaders. Um, what are some of the things that, that you do that you think might be different from other folks that um, have helped, um, helped you create leaders and help folks develop into leaders? That's a great question, Brandon. Um, I truly believe in my heart, 100%, that what I focus on is not a book. I focus on the fact that I'm a little bit older than most of my students. So I have a little bit of experience. So I really look at, um, and this is sort of answering the question, but it's part of what I do. I say, I'm going to help develop you into a person that's going to leave ECU. Yeah. And be, an important member in the community. Number one, you know, that's my number one goal. Well, it's, I got two ones. Okay. The other one is I'm going to teach you how to make a little bit of money, how to create wealth, 
I'm going to teach you about investing, which is not even a part of our class. I'm going to teach you about stock market, which is not a part of our class. I'm going to teach you about real estate, which is a big part of my background. Yeah. I'm going to teach you about the real things that matter, hopefully, when you leave. Because I hate to say it, I don't have any books from college at my house right now. It'd be nice if I had a library, but I sold all my books back for beer money <laughs> in college. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> it might have been a book I paid a hundred bucks for, and they were going to give me five. I was like, I mean, that was that's just me. Yeah. But if I have to look back and to to establish or identify somebody that I have a relationship when I did undergrad at, um, at UNC, there are none. And so I realized that now I have the opportunity to be in front of other people and to create relationships, which is a big part of what I teach, create relationships, build teams, you can't build a team if you don't know who the people are. And so that's a big part of it for me. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, I, I think that the relationship piece is one of, one of the more important pieces um, in leadership, uh, especially, you know, when, when things are put to the test, you know, sort of, you know, when negative events happen. Or, you know, there's a, a negative situation that you have to deal with. You know, I think we should always value the relationship first and then tackle the problem. And, you know, nine times out of ten, the problem is not worth sacrificing the relationship for. And, you know, the fact that you're, you know, you're able to, to one, be that, be that relationship to your students and then, two, teach them about the importance I think is, is fantastic. Yeah. Well, Brandon, you played football. Yeah. So you know something about teams. Absolutely. <laughs> and so one of the things that uh, I'll tell you a quick story about my son. He was, I was pretty good athlete. He was pretty good athlete, but we had, he got onto the all-star team in baseball. Yeah. And he said, dad, the only reason I'm here is because you're the coach. And I was very thankful to be the coach of the all-star team. Cause I coached every sport and every season for everything he did up until finally I released and he got to play uh, middle school football. <laughs> and he said, the only reason I'm on the team, dad, is because he, you're the coach. I said, that is not true. I said, the reason you're on the team and the reason I need you to understand is that you have a unique ability to do a couple things because I know, but whether it's football, baseball, it didn't matter. He goes, but I only scored four points. I was like, yeah, guess what? You had seven steals. Yeah. I said, that's part of building a team. That's why you're on the all-star team. And partly because he was 
my son because it gets on there. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's part of that, that team building mentality because if you have to do it by yourself, you're lost. Yeah. You have to have help. You have to have talented people around you, in my opinion, in order to be successful leader. So we can talk about leadership types, strengths, but for me, foundationally, it's about learning how to build a team around you. And I will put people that are much smarter than me around me, much more talented around me. Yeah. And guess who looks good? Exactly. <laughs> guess who looks good? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then you take my job and then I get another job somewhere else. <laughs> and, the, you know, that, those are some of the key principles that we deal with. Um, I, so I have a, I have an intern working with us here um, who is planning a, a community event. And um, one of the one of the things that I, I keep trying to emphasize is, you know, everybody in these meetings is good at something. And so, you know, naturally their their strengths are going to kind of shine a little bit, but it's up to you to kind of push them to to use their strengths to their fullest um, so that, you know, so that the team is able to, you know, collectively, you know, make something really special happen. Um, and, you know, it's about knowing who can do what and knowing who's great at what things and then letting them operate in, in their greatness. I agree. And, uh, you know, giving empowering um, employees, students, whichever, uh, I think that's a great skill if, I mean, since I'm a professor, I empower my students and I say, you do it. Yeah. I said, I'm going to lead you. I will lead you, but I need you to also be a part of it. And yeah. let's create this thing. So whatever the assignment is, um, you know, I, I get a lot of, Interesting questions. <laughs> now, so um, uh, uh, more of a um, internal question for you. So who are some of uh, the leaders that are out there that you sort of uh, that you learn from or that you're, you know, taking information from to, to stay sharp as well? Um, I've had two really important people and they're both uh, department chairs um, in the College of Business and uh, I just, you never know what you're going to get unless you keep your mind open yeah. and so I've learned a lot from Dr. Grubb um, which is now the Associate Dean in College of Business at ECU Yeah, he was my department chair I learned a ton from him, but what I learned was about how he worked with people and how fluid he was. And I was like, that dude is cool. I mean, even though he's got a lot of responsibility, but he was very fluid in how he approached people, how he talked to people. And to me, these soft skills is one of the reasons why I'm teaching at ECU is 
ECU was having trouble maintaining recruitment, national recruitment, as far as coming on to campus, not, not in academics, but yeah, I mean, yeah. not in football or anything, but academically. So we had to start working backwards and said, why did you guys stop coming and recruiting our students? Why are ECU students, and specifically at ECU, and it may be a lot of other places, said, why specifically did you stop recruiting our students? So we're working backwards now. And this is what they told us. You know, we got a lot of feedback. And they said, they're lacking soft skills. Okay. I was like, what the heck is a soft skill? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. The ability to talk to somebody, the ability to sit down and have a conversation, the ability to put a resume together, the ability to do all those things that aren't taught. And we just assumed that if you graduate, you have all that. Okay. So when we went backwards, we developed the leadership and professional development program, which is where I teach in. And so believe it or not, there were four classes in this discipline. One of the classes, I mean, I think it's our 3,200 class, is a huge dinner. And we bring in tons of ECU alumni, people that are hiring, and they have to have dinner. And they have to learn, for lack of a better word, which fork is what. Yeah. You know, that little one's a salad fork, the big one's the other one. <laughs> But you have to be able to have a conversation with somebody because the people that want to hire you want to know who you are and you need to have a conversation. And so it's a great event. It brings a lot of uh, alums in and the students it's required. I was like, when is dinner required for a class? Right. But we realize that that's part of, teaching these soft skills. You need a little practice before you get to the real interview. And as a matter of fact, people get hired out of that dinner. But I said, did we really need to practice this? In the words of Alan Iverson, practice. <laughs> practice. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about practice. <laughs> <laughs> what, 34 times? Practice. Yeah. <laughs> all right all right all right there's a lot of value in uh in having having that type of experience for the students i mean i didn't get to experience anything like that in uh in college um so you know it's really cool that the students now have experiences like that that's that's really neat um and i uh i believe i will be attending that this fall so um that, that's going to be a really neat experience for me too. So, yeah. I mean, but who knew that this is what we needed to teach? Yeah. We just assumed you got your degree, you walk out the door, you get a job. But we figured out that there were some other things that we needed to address if we're going to build mm-hmm. people, if we're going to build students we assume some things that are not true. And that was one of the places that we addressed at ECU. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned earlier about leadership strengths. Um, what are some of the some of the leadership strengths that that come to mind when we think about when we think about that area? Well, some of my favorites are visionaries. Yeah. People that don't think about today. They don't think about tomorrow. They're thinking one, two, three, five, ten years down the road. And one of them that comes to mind is Steve Jobs. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't do it by himself. But visionaries, those are the people that change the world. Yeah. And not everybody needs to change the world, but that's one of them. Uh, I also believe that empowering people. So if you're in a leadership position or and difference between leadership and management, there's a big difference. Yeah. I think leaders empower their employees. Uh, number two. Number three, I think leaders also need to coach. And four, I think leaders also, hmm, I got to work on number four. I'm not sure what I'm going to say. Um, I think that what they need to do is to be available. I know it sounds weird, but be approachable. Absolutely. And let others know. And number five is encouragement. Just encouraging people. It's amazing. And number six, Mike should have been number one. I have taught this in my class. I said, you smile at somebody today that you don't know. You'd be amazed what will happen to that person. Because you don't know what their day looked like. Yeah. All you got to do is smile. That's all it takes. That's it. A smile goes a million miles. And the last one, humor is medicine. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I meant actually, because I, I was coming up with my own words so I could be quoted. Humor is medicine for the soul. Yes. Yes. 100%. All right. So I, I don't mind somebody taking it but I do believe in it because I try to be light with my classes. I try to include humor. Um, So those are at my top because I wasn't really thinking about it until you asked me. Okay. Um, I tell you what I, uh, the, that smiling piece, I, uh, I experienced that. Um, I was actually in Greenville. Um, I was at the mall. It was around, it was around Christmas time and, um, I was looking for some sunglasses and just randomly walking through the mall and, um, you know, haphazardly made contact with a dude and just, you know, just kind of smiled at him. And, uh, a little while later he was the guy working the sunglasses kiosk and he was like, Hey man. Um, I appreciate you smiling at me earlier. Like I was having a pretty bad day, but you helped out. And I was like, I kind of didn't even really remember it, <laughs> you know? 
but it, it's uh, it's amazing what a smile can do to somebody because you just don't know what their day is like and if you smile there's something about that smiling and humor kind of go together yeah it just uh, and i know this is not necessarily part of the leadership conversation but it is oh it definitely it is. really it really is yeah you know yeah um so um we're getting toward the uh toward the end of the show um but one one question that i like to ask is um what is your um your waiting room speech you're you know waiting to to do something and somebody approaches you like hey i want to i want to be in leadership like what are some things that you think i should do what is if you got just a, a minute to chat with somebody, what do you tell that person? I don't know. Can you re-ask it? Yeah. So, um, you know, you're in a waiting room, right? And somebody approaches you, Hey, I want to be in leadership. What do you, what's your response to that person? And they, they want to know what do they need to do to, to become a leader or to be in a leadership position? I would normally slap them and tell them step up. <laughs> That's the humor side, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't laugh. It ain't fun. <laughs> Gosh, no, uh, I, you might want to edit that. Um, but no, that is part of what we're talking about. Um, I just tell them to be honest, genuine, authentic, follow their dream. My son doesn't really know what he wants to be or do. Yeah. And I say, follow your dream. And uh, a lot of times it's okay not to know, which is hard. Right. Because when you don't know, then you have fear, anxiety, and that's okay. Yeah. But just need to, you know, let let it take its place. Uh, life is the only place that you can go to take you to the place that you need to go. I got some quotes in here, man. This is, this is great. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I will take, you can take them. <laughs> We're definitely going to quote you on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I, I really believe that's what I would tell a student. Um, or it doesn't have to be a student. Um, just because I'm in, teaching, I would say, just where's your heart at? Think about that, what makes you happy. And if you become a leader out of that, you can't, you know, it's like the elevator speech, right? You, yeah. you can't, you can't make a leader in an elevator speech, but you certainly can make somebody smile in the elevator. Yeah. Um, you, it's, it's, it's hard. You know, a lot of people just don't know. And so leadership takes time, in my opinion. I mean, some people are more, they're not born leaders, but their actions are a little closer to leaders because people tend to follow you. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of that. But I think it's a learning process you know, learning how to work with people, learning that what does 
what does your team need? What do the people on my team need? And setting individual goals and saying, what do you want? Yeah. Tell me what you want. Then, you know, you talk to your next team member or whatever. And I know this is going to be hard to do in the waiting room. But if you help other people achieve their goals, that's what I would say. How can I help you achieve your goals? And to me, that's kind of a silent leader, but it's still a part of me is if I can remember to think about other people and what I can do to help them and think about what makes them happy. And when they achieve those goals, then guess who else is happy? That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Um, so to, to our listeners, um, how can, how can they find you, um, any, uh, social media pages or anything like that, that they can, uh, reach out if they have any questions or need to contact you for anything? I am on Facebook. That's the only thing. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't really participate that much on Facebook. Gotcha. It's tough being a, a you know, at a university, anything I do is controversial. Oh yeah. So I got to be careful there. So uh, I don't do a whole lot there, um, but they can look me up through ECU, East Carolina University. And uh, I wish I had more of a social presence. It's it's just hard. I, I understand. <laughs> and sometimes it can be a trap. <laughs> right. So I, I, how much time have we got? Um. We're getting toward the end, so we should probably close out here soon. Okay, but how much time? Uh, about three minutes. Okay, yeah. so I have a story. Okay. I said humor helps the soul, right? Yeah. So I had a fraternity brother at UNC. Lived with him. Hadn't seen him in 15 years. And I was going to Durham, and I was like, hey, man, you want to catch up? We'll have we'll have dinner or lunch or whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, come on by. So I saw him. I was so excited. I hadn't seen him in so long. And he just seemed really down. I was like, and after about, I don't know, after about 10 minutes, I said, man, what's up here? What's going on? Why are you so down? He said, well, my cat has cancer. Oh man. I said, well, how long has it been smoking? <laughs> humor is medicine for the soul baby <laughs> and then he started to cry that was worse so oh wow i know he was really upset so yeah i figured that would be a good way to finish this conversation because absolutely <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself you can't laugh at other people together yeah it's really hard to be on the planet together. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I am, I am looking forward to seeing you, Brandon. Uh, just let your listeners know I have you on the schedule for September the 7th, which is a Tuesday. Yeah. And I have you scheduled to come in and speak. And, and then I'm, 
the following Monday, um, I'll actually be on campus at the uh, the leadership event. So that's going to be a really cool experience too. Um, right. But definitely looking forward to the class. That's going to be great. It's going to be really right. great. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on the show. No I hope problem. I, I hope I provided some value to your listeners. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and to the listeners, hey, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for um, just, you know, the opportunity to allow us to have this conversation and for you to listen. Um, and there again, if you got something of value from the show, Please share it with somebody and stay in tune and we will see you next time. Thanks. Recording stopped. Thanks, Lee. Well, 